This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 216 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections for the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, we're back today with our weekly episode from Dr. Jenny Johnson. You seem to be really enjoying. I get a lot of emails about Dr. Jenny Johnson, and we appreciate that. Uh, she is uh, she runs the Oak Hill Shockwave and Veterinary Chiropractic Center that is based in Calabasas, California. She comes on every week to the Jumping Radio Show and does a a veterinary tip that we then uh, snag for over here on the Horse Tip Daily Show. This tip is taken off of episode 14. It's co-hosted by Chris Stafford, and you can hear the rest of the show by visiting jumpingradio.com. And we'll be back with Dr. Johnson right after this word from Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Any given day, they have over $100 million of products for you to choose from. They know that riding and taking care of your horse takes up lots of your time, so Equestrian Collections is open for you 24-7, and their advanced technology allows you to find exactly what you need on the website and to check out in a little under seven minutes. This week, I wanted to encourage you to check out their tent sale and closeout sections. They have 42 pages of closeout and discounted merchandise for you at unbelievable savings. From riding shirts to bits to stirrups to helmets, and the list goes on and on. And the prices I see here just cannot be beat. Plus, if you use the coupon code 10DISCOUNT at checkout, you will get an additional $10 off your order of $120 or more. That's 10-10-DISCOUNT to get that additional $10 off, even the marked down items in the closeout section. Visit equestriancollections.com today. And this week, uh, Dr. Johnson is going to address forelimb symmetry and posture. So let's hear what she has to say. Hi, Jenny. How are you this week? Oh, I'm excellent. Chris, how about you? I'm fine, thank you. Yes, heating up a little bit here in Kentucky. Now, you're on a, in a beautiful part of California, aren't you? So I guess the sun shines on you all year round. It does. We've, we've uh, launched into our summer season, and we'll have sunshine from now until uh, probably November, and probably not a drop of rain. And do you get too much chance to ride these days with your busy schedule? Oh, I try to squeeze that in. I uh, not not as much as I'd like to, but yes, I try to get out there four or five times a week. Good for you. Good for you. Well, we're going to continue this week, I believe, with our, our evaluation series, and we're going to talk about full limb symmetry. Did you say we have what four parts to that? You're going to begin with the first part this week. Yes, I am. I'm sort of an extension of what we've been talking about previously. We've, uh, in our series of lameness, we've so far discussed confirmation and how it relates to lameness and uh, helping our readers to become more observant about the different types of confirmation and how specific confirmations can cause uh, specific types of lamenesses. And now we're going to move on to symmetry and the evaluation of symmetry and what role that plays in the lameness evaluation. And uh, part of my goal here is to help our listeners become more aware of the aspects of evaluation of the horse that go into the lameness evaluation. And this is perhaps one of the more subtle aspects, but can 
provide a great deal of information to the person observing the horse as to perhaps not only previous problems but also uh, hints as to what may be going on with the horse currently. So when we look at the symmetry of a horse, we're looking at the size, the shape, the contour of various parts of the horse, the heights and widths of various body parts, and we're comparing them from side to side. And today we'll start by talking about forelimb symmetry, and there are four parts that I want to address in this series. Today we'll be addressing the first two, which will be muscle atrophy and swelling, and then next week we'll talk about foot size and fetlock height. So when we're looking at the forelimb, the first thing I want to talk about is muscle atrophy. Now, atrophy really means a, a loss of muscle. There's a degeneration or a loss of the quantity or mass of the muscle, and that can come from uh, a couple of things. But first, when we're looking at the musculature of the forelimb, we're going to be looking at the muscle of the forearm, we're going to be looking at the pectoral region or the chest region, and the cervical muscles or the muscles of the neck. And probably the best way to look at the horse for these for symmetry of these areas would be standing from the front of the horse and head on and looking both left and right and evaluating if the contours look similar, if the size looks similar, the shape looks similar uh, from side to side. Now, as I said, we can have muscle atrophy from a number of different things. We can have it from chronic lameness, and that's called a disuse atrophy. And we can also have atrophy from a neurologic disease, and that's called neurogenic atrophy. Now, the horses that have neurogenic atrophy usually, but not always, will have other signs of neurologic disease. But in the early stages of some of the neurologic diseases, the only clinical sign sometimes might may be a mild lameness uh, and a mild case of muscle atrophy. So it's it's can be confusing in that regard. Uh, frequently, though, with the neurogenic atrophy, the atrophy is uh, often much more pronounced than would be expected uh, based on the degree of lameness that the horse has. Now, the disuse atrophy is the type of atrophy that you have when you have a chronic lameness. It's usually, in this case, generalized on the affected limb. It's usually not very pronounced and it usually involves the musculature of the forearm, the triceps, and also the shoulder muscles. Now, this disuse atrophy is not something that develops quickly. It generally will take weeks to months to develop unless the lameness is severe. Now, if you have a severe lameness, say a non-weight-bearing lameness, you can actually have atrophy develop within 10 to 14 days. And in the horses that have that type of severe lameness or non-weight-bearing lameness, you also can see uh, what's called a carpal contraction, and that results from an atrophy of some of the musculature of the forearm where you actually get a contraction of the carpal area or the area of the knee. And that can happen simultaneously with atrophy in other areas of the affected forelimb. So those are the, the two main causes of muscle atrophy in the forelimb, and it's, it really is um, a skill that I would like our listeners to work on and develop uh, to try and just get a sense of of what's normal for their horse, what the idiosyncrasies of their own particular horse may be, so they just get a sense of, of watching for it. And the, the next thing that I'll be talking about uh, in evaluating forelimb symmetry is swelling. Now, swelling is a, a common sign of inflammation, and it often can cause asymmetry. There's a number of different uh, types of swelling that we'll talk about. 
when you have swelling within a joint capsule, uh, it's referred to as a effusion. And that's really the reaction of the joint to trauma or a degenerative process such as um, arthritis. And you'll see that within a joint. Another type of swelling is uh, what's referred to as edema. And that's a, a sign of acute inflammation. And it's generally referred to as pitting edema. And when I say pitting, what I mean is you can put your finger, press your finger onto the area. And when you take your finger away, there will be a pit or a depression left uh, where your finger was. Another type of swelling that uh, I'd like our listeners to be familiar with is what's called cellulitis, and that's an infection within the tissue planes of the lower extremities. Now, cellulitis, or the term cellulitis, has become uh, used almost interchangeably with the term lymphangitis, which the strict definition of lymphangitis would be an inflammation of the lymphatic circulation. And in this type of swelling, the lymphangitis cellulitis swelling, uh, it's usually firm, it's warm, it's painful, the lameness is very pronounced, and the leg will look uh, almost like a stovepipe. So when you hear someone refer to stovepipe swelling, that's what they're referring to, it's a, a lymphangitis or cellulitis. Usually the horse with uh, lymphangitis or cellulitis will have a fever and will have an elevated white count as well, so they'll have a, a systemic manifestation as well as the localized inflammation. And the lymphangitis or cellulitis is usually a result of uh, very small puncture wounds that usually are never found. And what happens is bacteria enters into the system through those small wounds and sets up an infection in the area. Now, another type of swelling uh, would be a hematoma or bleeding within a tissue. Uh, and that can be from blunt trauma or from a fracture. Uh, another type of swelling that we see frequently is what's referred to as fibrosis. And fibrosis really is uh, scar tissue that has formed uh, usually as a result of a previous cellulitis or a previous trauma. And that may or may not be a source of lameness at the present time, but something that you should be aware of in terms of evaluating or, or uh, a baseline, having an understanding of the baseline symmetry of your horse. Uh, and, and the last type of swelling that I want to talk about today is a bony swelling. And bony swelling can be active or it can be old and inactive. And a prime example of old and inactive bony swelling would be oscillates that you see in uh, x-ray horses. They'll have, frequently they'll have very big front ankles where there's, you know, they're very, have a bony enlargement about the front ankles. And that's very common in x-ray horses. And it may not have any relevance at all to a current lameness that they may be experiencing. So I think I'm going to leave our listeners with, with those two aspects of symmetry today, the muscle atrophy and the swelling, to think about those two types of uh, symmetry or asymmetry that we can see in a horse. And then next week I'm going to move on to talking about foot size and fetlock height and how we evaluate those areas for symmetry and, and what information that can provide to us when evaluating a horse's soundness or lameness. Well, as always, we thank Dr. Johnson for taking time out of her busy schedule over there practicing in California to join us every week and to provide these tips for the Jumping Radio Show and the Horse Tip Daily Show. And as I said, this was taken off of Episode 14, and you can find that at JumpingRadio.com, Jumping Radio Show Episode 14. Well, don't forget to stop by our website at horsetipdaily.com for our show notes and links to all the experts. You can actually, if you miss some tips, you can just uh, search by expert and listen to all your favorite expert tips all in a row. 
And we would uh, appreciate if you'd stop by to horseradionetwork.com and listen to all the other shows. We have eight of them now on the network, and they're all terrific. I'm um, very proud of all of the shows that we have going on right now. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for listening from all around the world. We now have listeners in 42 countries. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.